You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. And now, Joe and Pat present Sports Talk's Person of the Day. This game and things like that, I'm very serious on the field. I am. I'm a very serious player. I enjoy the, the game. I want to win every single game that I play. I want to do everything I can to help this team win on a daily basis. So you guys see that. But off the field outside and everything like that, that's the kid in me that you guys saw tonight. And... I was, I was very fortunate to be able to, to share that with you guys and show that to you guys and show that to these fans. Bryce Harper was drafted uh, first in uh, 2010, back in the good old days, and uh, got a signing bonus of $6,250,000. Was that... By 2010, did we have? We had not the, changed yet. We no. had not changed mm-hmm. the rule, but that's that's what the first rounder, first mm-hmm. pick gets right now, right? So he was uh, 10, 16, 1992. So when he got drafted, he was still 17. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was still 17 when he got drafted, and he was in the big leagues by uh, 2012. And uh, they didn't super to him. They didn't super to him. They called him up early. Remember that? He played 139 games that year. He goes 22 and 59 as a 20 year old uh, in 2012. Wait a minute now. Uh, 2012, drafted 1992. He was 19 when he broke in. In fact, because when he was 19, he didn't was he 19. make the All Star team as the write in vote? Because he was the one of the youngest players to make the All-Star team. I'll verify that, but go okay, ahead. Okay, that's very good. Let's see. My list here doesn't have me for the All-Star team. Uh, skipped his final year of high school, earned his GED, played one year of junior college ball where he was primarily played catcher. Remember that? He was going to be a catcher. Did you know? He did uh, make the All-Star team did, in 2012. Uh, 2012, and mm-hmm. he was still As a 19. rookie, yep. He was the first left-handed hitter and team in franchise history to hit uh, 40 or more home runs. And uh, so his first year, he goes 22 and 59, makes the all-star team. Next year, he goes 20 and 58. He had fewer bats. Did they send him back a little? Or he must have got hurt. He must have got hurt a little bit. And the next year, he got hurt a little bit, 352. And then uh, in 2015, he was now the ripe old age at of 22, he had 42 home runs and drove in 99. Won the MVP, MVP that year. That year yeah. yep. uh, he's an amazing player. Right now, he's hitting a miserable 214, 102 strikeouts and 327 at bats, a higher rate than he's ever struck out before. I got to thank the uh, contracts on his mind, don't you? I do. Yes, I 100%. Even though he's made, a hundred, you know, he's made nice money already, he's made 1.75. This year, he's made. As an arbitration eligible, he's made twenty one six two zero two five. So that's a pretty good uh, compromise of not going to arbitration. Thirteen before that. But the other thing but, about Bryce, uh, though, too, Pat, is they're not pitching to him. 
Even I mean, look at his look at his totals right now. He already has seventy eight walks this year. It, that that's absurd. They're, yeah, their uh, lineup is uh, Ryan Zimmerman's been banged up, so mm-hmm. he's not. You know, he had him hit. And Murphy hit got behind. was hurt for a chunk Murphy's of the season hurt, too. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure he's anxious trying to drive it in. But that was quite a show last night. That was fun. And it was nice to see some personality from him. Yeah. He yeah. usually looks like a grumpy guy. I know uh, Chelsea Janes, who covers for the Post, covers the team, and I follow her on Twitter and some of the other. She was saying, this is the Bryce we haven't seen since he was a kid. You know, oh, really? Tonight. Okay. Uh, the mm. Bryce, because he's... Uh, He's, you know, he's obviously uh, comes off as a little, uh, little arrogant. He broke in April. They didn't wait for the April, the uh, Super Two, April twenty eighth, two thousand twelve. Get in there, the hell with it. get in there, kid. Him <laughs> Called him up, and uh, he's uh, last night. I think, I think that did a lot for his image, don't you? Now I do was, too. Yeah. And the Washington people, you know, are going to be upset when he takes up. But why doesn't Washington ban? Well, you know, it's Why funny you say it. I was thinking that last night. Why they've not? got they've got a decent revenue stream. They could probably afford to now, overpay one, one for them. One of the problems is that Baltimore gets a bigger share of the TV money. Oh, they but, do. Okay, but they're packing them in. They're doing fine. And he is a he is the star of that yeah, team. Why not? Why not? You you know the Yankees. He's not going to get four hundred million like people thought he was, but he's probably going to get three. Yeah. Why don't you be- pay him? Because he's twenty six gonna be twenty six next year. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's uh he'll turn twenty six on October sixteenth. <laughs> so you're getting him prime time. You can, he's a guy you can sign to a ten year contract. You yeah. know. Albert Pujols, 32, 30, 32 years old. Don't sign him to a ten year deal. Miggy Cabrera. But right. this kid's twenty six. And the one thing I personally have always admired about him, and he does I mean, some he rubs some people the wrong way, but that kid plays hard yes. all oh, yeah, the time. He does. he does. I got a kick out of when Papelbon. Remember when Papelbon tried to get in his face oh, yeah. about that in the dugout? Yeah, because yeah. yep. he apparently, you know, he didn't run hard enough to first mm-hmm. base or something like that. Well, he didn't Papelbon run one was, out Sunday, and they they hit a hard ball to second or something and jogged it. And he had a meeting with Dave Martinez. By the way, <sighs> Dave, it ain't working out, baby. Bring back, bring back the guy with the toothpick, Dusty. <laughs> you like want Dusty back? <laughs> I guess this guy's made some dunderhead. Oh, really? Right out of the Matt Williams playbook, I guess. On, on that too. At what point does Mike Rizzo start getting some? Oh money? yeah, it's time. I mean, he's been he's been running that operation for a long time. He's gone through a ton of managers. They've had some good teams, but they can't. They can't win a playoff series. Okay. And he keeps changing managers Here's every two deal. years. Here's the deal. If Machado goes to the Dodgers and then they try to sign him. And the Yankees have already gotten, they got a paid judge here pretty soon. They got a $300 million contract with Stanton. Who's who, Where does this guy get his money? The cheap pole ads. They the come right in. Ads. They the swoop in and they oh, get Bryce. The Careful, guys. You're giving Phil and Judd some more <laughs> yeah. stuff for tomorrow. Why not the cheap pole? Why don't we trade for him and then sign him? I like that idea. Yeah. Huh? We'll give him Although, Doge. you know, the we'll one. T- Doge, the, even up. the one team that could pop up and get him is the Cubs because he's really good buddies with Bryant. And I think they have some payroll flexibility after this season. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah, can't well, remember where I read that. Yeah. But think about it. With the cheap poll ads, you got Joe coming off the books, right? Uh, that's right. Uh, you got twenty three million coming off the books this add, year. All you got to do is add ten million. Add ten million. Make it sign 33. him up. <laughs> I say, yeah, Manny, 
You hit it. Yeah. Ten years, three hundred thirty-three. Here comes million. the tweet. My sources telling me. <laughs> Ten years, three hundred thirty million. You're getting rid of Joe. Yep. Right. And you know, you thought you were going to have to be paying Buxton and Snow, but that's not a problem. <laughs> no, they're still going to be in the minor leagues. Problem. Yeah, that's not a problem. You know, and then you got you got Lance Lynn. Lance yes. Lynn is getting what. 12 this well, year? that's right. That's, you know, there, there, there's your we're 33 saving, million right there. We're saving money. There you go. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, Jake Odorizzi, somebody maybe take that six. Yeah. That's six. Irv's money's coming off. Irv's coming. Come on. Look at us. It's damn near impossible for them not to it's sign It's a crime him. if they it's don't make this happen. Sign him. Yes. My God. I thought Manny was joking. It's a... It's a done deal. <laughs> Book it. You heard yes. it here first, Ten years, folks. 330, and if it's below 30 degrees, you don't have to play. Nope. How about that? Love That'll it. That'll be good. <laughs> All right. Part of the murderer's row of ball talk. Play ball. Here's legendary pitcher and broadcaster Jim Cott. Bad up. On the ride with Royce. Jim Hot is with us. All-Star game tonight in your old stomping grounds of Washington, D.C. Uh, the uh, the Nationals uh, built that ballpark, and it's nice to see a little lively baseball action in Washington, isn't it, after your years there, sir? Yeah, it really was. Actually, uh, or really is, I should say. But in 1962, you know, we that was the last year we had two all-star game yes i was in the second one i didn't play i was on the team but the first one that year uh was actually played at dc stadium that was new you Uh, had never played in it right i mean you had never played in it as a home player because the griffith no they were replacing griffith stadium right they were replacing Griffith Stadium with D.C. Stadium and then now, of course, Nationals Park. Yes, uh, Nationals Park. Uh, you've been in there, right? I have. Yeah, that's a nice ball yard. And uh, that was a good show last night, didn't you think? Well, it was. I'm not a, you know, I I, I didn't see it, I'll have to admit. I'm not a big, uh, I'm not, a, as most players, I think, during the All-Star break, they take a little hiatus, yes. but uh, I was actually at the Little League ballpark in my hometown watching uh, Little Leaguers play. But oh, really? I think, you know, from a marketing standpoint, the Home Run Derby uh, has been a, tr- a big attraction. It's it's sort of a, uh, uh, what would you say, a catch-22, I guess, because on one hand, baseball wants to promote more, put the ball in play, yeah. more action yeah. in the game, and yet uh, the more attention Home Run Derby gets, the more kids uh, are inclined to say, well, that's the way to play the game now. <laughs> so Jim, uh, it does you can't get have it both ways. It does get the public involved, though. They had a good time last yeah. night, and that's uh, yeah, you know, really. And, and I think uh, with, with all the revenue that uh, Major League Baseball does a good job of spreading around uh, to you know to a variety of good causes, so it's become quite an attraction. But. For me personally, it's like if you said, do you want to watch the open Thursday morning or the long drive contest? Uh, I'll take the open. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. But, uh, yeah, it, it worked out, and Harper won it, and everybody was happy. And uh, yeah. it didn't do anything to hurt his image, the kind of year he's having, 214. i got to think the yeah. money's on his mind, don't you, the big contract? I, You know, I don't know. if It's, that, it's, it's so hard to to pin down what is wrong 
with the Washington Nationals oh, because man. every year you think they're you know they're going to go to the World Series if not win it at least get there and uh, I don't know if it's I can't imagine it would be the pressure of the contract because he's making a ton of money as it is yeah he's making twenty one uh, but uh, I, I yeah don't, I don't know what it is. But, uh, yeah, but it, it is mysterious. Well, in this club, they're forty-eight and forty-eight. They fired Dusty. This is the last go-round if Harper's leaving, and uh, to uh, to to be a third-place team, you wonder if Mike Rizzo's job is going to be in trouble here pretty soon. Yeah, that's. Uh, there was a little comment the other day when Matheny got fired that uh, somebody. Oh, I think it was my my friend Tim Flannery. We. Uh, uh, we go back and forth together as good buddies on Twitter from time to time, and I think Flan was saying, uh, "When's the last time a general manager was fired instead of the manager?" So, yeah, I would think uh, I would think Mike, uh, who has a great reputation in the business, but uh, things don't uh, turn around there. That might be the next move the Nationals make. Hey Jim, uh, now I'm going to test your memory here. 1965, you weren't on the team. The All Star Game was here. It was only uh, basically the players flew in on Monday and played the game on Tuesday afternoon. Did you take the three days off and go fishing someplace, or did you hang around? No, I'm not a I'm not a fisherman. But uh, in those days during the All Star break, we either went up to Breezy Point. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was a resort there. Sure. On, that right. might, Still that there. Might have been one of the, yeah, that might have been one of the years I rented a pontoon boat and went <laughs> out on uh, uh, the St. Croix or something like that. But, yeah, we usually kind of got, got away from the game for three or four days. And I think today the guys do the same thing with the exception of the players and the game, of course. It's not... Not that they don't uh, respect the All-Star game, but this is really the only break you get during the summer to uh, to take your family and kind of get away from the game. That's right. And and back then, you only got a three days off. They're giving them four days off now, which is probably a good yeah. idea. But, Jim, uh, that said, somebody just asked me on Twitter a while back what was my favorite All-Star game. I've seen to, I've been to probably ten. Uh, 1965, because of that National League team they brought to town. Unbelievable. Uh, Torrey was catching. Now, he's not a Hall of Famer as a player. Ernie Banks at first. Pete Rose at second. Maury Wills at short. Dick Allen at third. Starting outfield was Mays, Aaron, and Stargell. The backup outfield was Frank Robinson, Billy Williams, and Roberto Clemente. <laughs> that was yeah. unbelievable. And starting pitcher was uh, Juan Marichal, followed by Koufax, Drysdale, and Gibson all pitched in that game. Yeah, that that was a Hall of Fame show. Well, you know my my uh, my first one, as I said, I didn't get in a uh, as a as a player. I didn't get to, to play in it, but it was the same thing. I, before all the players we we saw them on television as they do today i mean that's sort of the first time i ever saw clemeni and mays and aaron and uh as you said banks and marichelle pitched (laughs) gibson was was a relative unknown and gibby was pitching in that game in 62 and then of course in 66 i did get to play and face the likes of clemeni and aaron and mays but in those days uh when you didn't have cable television, when you saw those guys in person, man, it was really something special. It was, 
it was pretty awesome. I mean, you were, I was anyway, awestruck to say, there is Willie Mays. I've never seen him in person. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, when the All-Star Game was back here a few years ago, I actually got to go out and sit down with him in San Francisco, and he was my guy as a kid. And uh, uh, we had a photographer along who schmoozed him up pretty good, and we got 90 minutes with Willie. That was great. Wow, that was great. And, of course, Willie uh, has been coming to the uh, Gold Glove dinner. But, yeah. as you know, I don't know if that was the case then, but he's he's having a lot of trouble with his eyes. Yeah, now. he was having trouble then, too. But yeah. you get the, where's the Gold Glove dinner? The Gold Glove dinner, Rawlings, uh, who I think they're in the process of being sold, but they're owned, owned by a bigger company who has... Uh, put a lot of money into that dinner the last six or seven years, and they have it at the Plaza Hotel. Uh, they put us up for a few nights there, wow. and uh, they bring they bring in us old timers uh, that have won the award, and we present I and present the award to uh, the two pitchers, and then sometimes Rawlings has me. Uh, well, it was uh, I had to present Al Kaline, or I shouldn't say I had to have the privilege of. Uh, Introducing Al Kaline into the Gold Glove Hall of Fame, and then the year before that, Whitey Ford as a, a Lifetime Achievement Award. And our in- entertainment for the last five years has been Seinfeld, Leno, Wow, Kevin James, George Lopez, <laughs> and who's the who's Frank Caliendo? Yeah, Frank, the impersonator, yeah. the great impersonator. Yeah, so they they really may it's it's like an Academy Awards type. Uh, uh, when do you do it? November, November sometime. Yes, right after, but like a week after the series ends, okay. first weekend in November. What was funny this year is uh, Mike Thompson called me and said we're thinking about bringing in some of the original gold glove winners uh to be along with with those of you that have won it and then present uh, to the to the current ones and he said we're thinking about bringing in bobby chance do you know bobby chance i said mike bobby chance was my idol that's who i, that's who I patterned my my motion after <laughs> so Bobby is now, I think, ninety-two. I was going to say, Bobby's to Bobby's still with us, huh? That's good. Yeah, he's ninety-two. Lives in uh, Ambler, Pennsylvania, and I think they're going to try to get him to come up and then sit at the table uh, with you. That would be a real treat for me. Sixteen of them? Did you win? Well, they gave me sixteen. I can't say I won them all, but uh, <laughs> I had a short name, and they could they could stamp the name on it pretty easy. Sixteen was that? Uh, is that anybody won more than that? Maddox uh, passed that. You know, did I had he really? Greg, yeah, I had fun with Greg uh, the year that he was going to break it and win his seventeen. He ended up winning eighteen, and I said, Mad Dog. Uh, I know you're going to break my gold glove record. I got one for you to shoot at. Oldest pitcher to steal a base. <laughs> I said I was 41 months, 41 years, seven months, and something. And that summer, uh, he stole a base to break my record for that. And then when I saw him at the uh, dinner in the winter, I said, "Now was that the back end of a double steal?" He said, "No, it was straight steal." I said, "Okay, then it's legit." <laughs> hey, was uh, was the gold glove when it first started? Was that just one one for the major leagues, or do they always have it for each league? Uh, they always had it for each league. Okay, because, yeah. uh, you know, some of those old awards, like the Cy Young, those early years, uh, you know, that was just for uh, one league until you, you probably would have won it in the American League that one year. 
but that was yeah. I it. think that was the reason, you know, because Sandy and I went down to those that last week uh, tied in wins, and he won two more, went to twenty seven, and then I, th- I think they decided, well, let's start giving out one for uh, for each league, which is what they did in uh, sixty seven, starting which, in sixty seven. Yeah, uh, that's pretty tough competition back then, Sandy Koufax. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'll always it sure was. I always remember the, uh, the uh, Harry Carey listening on KMOX and the. Uh, the uh, Koufaxes, the Cardinals have won like 19 out of 20, and they're trying to catch the Dodgers late in the season. And they, they come into St. Louis, and I think Kurt Simmons against Sandy Koufax is the game, and the Dodgers score in the top of the first. And Harry said, that's okay, we'll get them tomorrow. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think Koufax well, two, two hit them or something. That's kind of the way it was, you know, in the World Series in game two. I'd never seen Sandy pitch in person, and... Uh, we went through the through the batting order the first time. It was nothing to nothing, and uh, was sitting there. I think in the bottom of the uh, bottom of the third inning. Yeah, I said to Johnny, "Say, well, if I give up a run, this game's over." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because, the Twins knocked. They knocked. Game. Twins knocked them out. Thanks to a few. It was uh, it was amazing beating Drysdale and Koufax back to back. Unbelievable. Yeah. Hey, well, uh, we, yeah. Go ahead, Jim. Well, I was going to say we 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 really knocked Sandy out. We got one earned run off him in oh, the innings, and then Drysdale, yeah, Drysdale <laughs> pinch in for him. <laughs> oh, is that right? Yeah, because Drysdale game one is uh, when they, they they knocked him around pretty good. So uh, the uh, Twins, uh, Sano went back home uh, from Fort Myers. His mom's sick, and Buxton still stuck in uh, in AAA, not hitting all that. That well, it's uh, this season really got off the rails when uh, the two guys who were going to be your anchor anchors uh, ended up uh, not getting it done. Yeah, that's for sure. I'm sure that uh, Derek Falvey and his whole staff. I think they're at least hopeful. I mean, they can they can make some kind of a run in the in the second half, but the you know the wild card is almost uh, out of the question, oh, yeah. and then you know. Cleveland, they're they, they're just playing sort of so so, and they're they still got a what a seven eight game lead. So their percentages do not look good. But I think if anything, if they could get Buxton and Sano back and get sort of some semblance of what their team might look like in twenty nineteen, uh, at least that would give them a a little hope and the fans a little hope for uh, you know what they had to look forward to. Of course, again the. The biggest need, I was saying the other night on TV, all the hubbub about who's going to get Manny Machado. I said, these teams that want Manny Machado can score runs. He can't pitch. Yeah. <laughs> go after some more people that can pitch. Yeah. Hey, Jim, of course, uh, when you played, I think uh, most of the time, uh, the trade deadline was June 15th, not July 31st. I, I know a lot of people think that July 31st is legitimate. I think it was a better game when you had an earlier trade deadline. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. I'd really like to see it move up earlier, and but you know, there's two ways to look at it. Right now, uh, I think Major League Baseball as an industry, they look at all the buzz and all yeah, the attention right. the sport is getting, but from an actual competition standpoint, I think they ought to force teams to make those decisions as early as June 1. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's really not fair. Think of being in an Oriole uniform or Buck Showalter, an Oriole fan. Every day you come to the park, first of all, 
you're having a lousy year. And then the whole story is where's Manny Machado going to go? That's not, to me, that's not healthy for the industry. No, I agree with you. All right. Well, uh, are you going to watch the ball game tonight? Uh, I might watch a little of it. <laughs> All right. When are you <laughs> if back? It a, if it were a day game, you know, but yeah. these, uh, these eight o'clock uh, night games, no, I, that doesn't fit my lifestyle. When are you uh, I back? Have to when are you them at seven? But when are you back on the air? Uh, it looks like it might. Uh, my next one might not be till uh, sometime in August. Cleveland at the Red Sox. I haven't heard for sure yet. Okay. All righty. Uh, Jack Morris going in the Hall of Fame. Uh, uh, did you get to know Jack much? Oh, I sure did, and I hope to see him. I'm going for uh, Bob Costas' induction, which is on Saturday. Oh, okay, He's good. Inducted yeah. into the, and then I think there are some parties that night, and I had spoken to Jack during uh, uh, Twins Fest, and uh, so I'm hoping to make the rounds and, and uh, say hello to him and trammel and get to see him. And then... Uh, in uh, in in two weeks, when we talk again, I will be on my way to Minnesota for the Hall of Fame weekend. Okay, beautiful. All right, Jim. Uh, we'll see you back here then. Thanks. All right, thanks, Patrick. All right, uh, the great Jim. And uh, it is funny. People think that ball players. It's like every other sport. Football players don't watch football games, and baseball players they need to just take they a play break. at them, and they say, "Yeah, okay, go get them." I'm not watching Monday Night Football. <laughs> What'd you think of that Monday night game? I don't know who played. Who played? Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. Every time this song starts, I don't know if it's an ad or uh, or we're coming <laughs> this back. Is, this I don't is know the blasters. I don't know which it is. One of the best bands from the eighties that, really? nobody, that nobody's ever heard of. All right. Here's Johnny Hype. <laughs> Thank you, Patrick. You got a soccer jersey on today. You look like you're wearing a soccer Ooh, jersey. You're kind of a very, a very bold golf. green there. It's okay. a golf shirt. Just okay. A, okay. All right. In fact, okay. I think it's even. Are a you wearing a cup too? Uh, this update sponsored by Concordia University. Get on track to a successful business career with Concordia University St. Paul. Learn online or on campus. Learn more about their business degrees at online.csp.edu. Uh, as we've been telling you, you will hear the All-Star Game tonight on this very station. 7 o'clock here on 1500 ESPN. Uh, the Twins' only rep, of course, is pitcher Jose Barrios. Uh, that will start right after the Adrian Heath Show on 1500 ESPN. Patrick, I know last hour we did this day in history, which was, of course, the, one of the most famous uh, moments in Twins history when they turned two triple plays. Yes. But also on this date in 2002, uh, I was reminded by uh, by a tweeter, uh, Tory Hunter was hit by Indians pitcher Danny Baez, then picked up the ball and threw it right back oh, at him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a great moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the Twins division, speaking of the Indians, uh, according to Jerry Krasnick of ESPN, they're uh, in pursuit of Padres closer Brad Hand. Really? All right. Yeah. Well, how can we let a Chaska guy go to the rival Indians? And Maybe yeah. he can be a secret weapon. How about that? Maybe he can be a secret agent, go in there and screw up that bullpen <laughs> even worse. Uh, the last couple of days, he's also been linked to talks uh, with the uh, Yankees and Cubs, the Padres have. What a career him. turnaround, though, in all honesty. Because he was oh, a waiver yeah. claim, wasn't he? Yes. Yep. I wanted him. Yep. I wanted him when he was with Miami. Would they listen to me? Hell no. Not just no. If only Hell I no. ran this club, man. We have Harper signed. <laughs> trade for Brad Hand. The 28-year-old uh, Hand has 24 saves this season. The uh, Indians, uh, their bullpen, of course, has been 
awful this year. So are they getting? Sorry if you mentioned this. Are they getting Miller back at it, some point? But they keep they keep extending. Bad it. knee. Yeah. Ooh. In fact, I saw one report said they're worried he might not be back before September. So Ooh, I don't know if good. that's true. But uh, that sling and motion of his is, is determined on a. Uh, yeah. Uh, me. Uh, here it is. Joe off the books, twenty-three million. Lynn off the books, twelve million. Herb off the books, thirteen million. It's all lined up. Bryce Harper to Twins, ten years, three hundred fifty million. Although go. Uh, Bill did point this out. What number is he going to wear? So we can't take thirty-four out of retirement. Uh, we'll call up Kirby Puckett Jr. and get permission. Okay, there we go. Come back here. That's right. He would. They would be proud to have there we Puck's go. number worn by this guy. Well, speaking to members of the Baseball Writers Association of America today, MLB Players Association Chief Tony Clark said that the universal use of the designated hitter across leagues is gaining momentum among mm-hmm. players. He said players are talking about it more than they ever have in the past. Uh, for quite some time, the National League has contained a large following that advocates uh, for pitchers to hit. Uh, MLB Commissioner, though, Rob Manfred uh, tweeted he thinks changes would be difficult to implement. It would take time. He tweeted, if we get rid of the DH in the National League, there's a brand of baseball that's done. I think there's going to be some hesitation with respect to Oh, Manfred, to shut up. It'd take four minutes to switch. I'm okay, all for this. now we have this. a DH. I am, too. Pitcher. I'm all for it, except for whatever team Bartolo Colon signs yes, with. But pitchers, <laughs> they should not have a DH. It's dangerous for pitchers. You had, mm-hmm. yeah. you had somebody for the Twins who was it hitting. My Mejia had never been in the batter's box. Mm-hmm. They're trying to play down there in Chicago. Well, in Milwaukee, they lost day. their ace last year. The, yes. the Anderson kid, he got hurt hitting. It's idiotic. Uh, the Yankees, uh, who was the uh, Asian fella who had to run the bases, hurt his leg was never the same. He won 18, yeah. 19 games. Yeah. Panaka? No. Uh, I'll, I'll think of it later. Okay. That was about seven, eight years ago. Something got like it. that. Uh, the Holy Grail of baseball cards, a pristine 52 tops Mickey Mantle, valued at several million dollars. Are you going to go into your long-winded baseball no. card collection I don't have story time. again? I don't have time. Look what time it is. What a dork. I'm just going to tell you, it was delivered to the History Colorado Center via armored truck for 72 hours a public display. If you're wondering who owns it, it's retired lawyer Marshall Fogel of Denver. He said, it's the finest card ever made and it just happens to be my favorite player, Mickey Mantle. He has the card insured for $12 million. He said he probably could get more than that if he really tried to, but he does not want to sell it. One reason the card is so rare, so many of them were returned along with other unsold cards by retailers, making room for the 53s. They then sunk them in a barge in the Hudson River. That didn't make much sense. So. All right, That's Johnny. Thank you, sir. You bet. The ride with Royce now continues. First of all, 69, offense. He was giving them the business. It's time for Late Hits. We started a little bit of a rally one inning, and uh, they brought in Jim Bagby, a relief pitcher, and there was a man on first base, and uh, I was at bat with one out, and I hit a ball to the left of Lou Boudreau, who was managing the ball, who was playing shortstop. And uh, as going to field the ball, the ball took a bad hop, and he got his glove up from time and threw the second base and completed the double play, and that's how that streak was broken. Ah, uh, I thought Ken Keltner made the play on him to end the 56-game hitting streak. Uh, let me see here. Let me see. Uh, okay. Uh, July 17th in Cleveland, 1941. 
DiMaggio. You know what the crowd was to see Joe DiMaggio's oh hitting streak massive. in Cleveland in a night game on July 17th? 67,468. DiMaggio went hitless against pitchers Al Smith and Jim Bag- Bagby Jr. In the first three at-bats, DiMaggio grounded out to third twice against Smith, both on hard-hit balls. So that must have been Ken Kiltner was the third baseman, and he must have made okay. a good play. Now, are they going yeah. to to watch the streak continue, or they want do they want to be there to watch it end? I think probably they were rooting for. He had this impeccable image. Sure, you know, yeah, DiMaggio. He was. Kind of a surly guy, but the writers all wrote about him as the all-American guy. Uh, I mean, obviously, I wasn't around, but the, he had this mm-hmm. wonderful image. I'm sure they were there hoping he got a hit, uh, you know. Uh, but anyway, July 17th, 1941. The trouble with this day in history is, when since we started doing this, there's too many this day Too many history. great yeah. ones. Yeah. Some of them carry over to, uh, some of them carry over to uh, the uh, late hits. Randy Gregory, the uh, 25-year-old defensive end, Nebraska, right? Didn't we decide he was a Nebraska guy? He's violated virtually every law, every rule the NFL has ever had. Well, uh, he has replied for, he he applied for reinstatement in mid-May, and the NFL has uh, allowed him to come back to the Cowboys. He will join the Cowboys in training camp. Uh, but I'd say he's on double secret probation, wouldn't you? Yes. I would say that it's pretty much. Uh, he was a stud. It would be interesting to see if he can play or First not. First round of talent, and the Cowboys, mm-hmm. I think, got him in the second mm-hmm. round, I think. Yeah, the Cowboys. Uh, just shocked to hear the Cowboys have a trouble would, player. Yeah. Cowboys would take a shot, you know. Yep. It is. I always get a chuckle when uh, when I see Michael Irvin basically oh, right. lecture, yeah. lecturing the youth yeah. on uh, how, yeah. how they should go about the White House, that had to be the greatest collection of players in history. They they rented their own brothel and drug <laughs> drug house, and uh, but hey, they won. They did. But they they did win. just you win, baby. That's uh, that's what it all should be about. You guys old enough to remember Gabe Rivera, the uh, the uh, outstanding rookie from Texas Tech? You know you wouldn't be with. Uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, oh, he, yeah, he yeah, got into a, he got an a, automobile, automobile accident. accident. He yeah. was selected 21st overall by Pittsburgh in 1993. He had two, 83, right? 83, yeah. He had two yeah. sacks in his first six games. He looked like he was going to be a monster on that defense. Oh, that's line. right. They took him over Marino. Marino that's yes. right. Marino was and upset because he wanted the Steelers to draft him. He wanted him. to stay wanted home. home. Yeah. Wanted to stay home. He yep. had an automobile accident, left him paraplegic. He uh, died uh, this week at age oh, 57. Uh, the bad break in life right there. So, Yachty Molino has said that uh, he's got a, th- a contract that expires in 2020. And in 2020, he would welcome the opportunity to be a player manager for the Cardinals. Here's the problem with that, Yachty. If you want to be the player manager, I'd go up and apply right now. Right now, yes. right. Because <laughs> yeah. you're gonna, you, we can't hire some poor sap and let him sit in the job for a year and a half and then say, we're going to give Yachty the job uh, in 2020, right? You know what I'd do if I was the Cardinals? I'd hire give him a him shot. Right now. 
Because yeah. remember Puerto he Rico? Could, you know what? He, he could, was the manager of the Puerto yes. Rican baseball team. And he could put Okendo in the dugout next to him and have him run the whole show. And Why uh, not? Yeah. Let him do it for the rest Let's of this year. Cardinals. Let's do it. We haven't uh, had one. I think Frank Robinson was the last one, if I was if I would was he after not Pete? mistaken. Oh, that's right. Yeah, hell yes. Pete probably was after him. When did Pete get the hit? Pete got hit in 86. That's right. That's right. Pete was the manager then. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Was gotten. Jim was, damn, I should have mentioned that. Jim was his pitching coach. Oh, that's right. He was. Yeah, that was the was one year he was his pitching coach. coach. Yeah. I told you guys I covered that, the hit, the, mm-hmm. the search for the hit for about three days. I was there. And there, there were 100 reporters from newspapers all around the country. And he did 45 minutes before every game. And 45 minutes after every game and never told the same story. That's unreal. And the third day, he finally got the hit, and then we win the celebration. But we we heard him for three hours of... And were they all great, too? Oh, yeah, they were all... I mean, he was... The famous Rod Carew story this is... This is great, yeah. The Rod, All-Star game, right? Rod <laughs> hit the two triples, and when Rod's sliding into third... <laughs> Pete's catching the ball up here, trying to slap the tag down. He says, Rod, you're the first guy in our major league in all-star history that did two triples in one game. And he knew that. Right. He's like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> he was interested in two things. Baseball. No, three things. Yep. Baseball, gambling, gambling. and it, companionship. There you go. Yes. Hey, b- by the way, quickly, speaking of Yachty, I was going to bring this up when Johnny was still in the room. Jim, you were asking Jim about gold gloves. Do you know that he is one of only five battery mates to win the gold gloves in the same year? He and Earl won it in uh, 62. Really? Yachty and Adam Wainwright in 09 and 2013. How about that? And Jim Cotton Batty. Jim Cotton Batty won it in 1962. Really? Man. Well, he won it with a lot of guys because he won it 16 times. How about this, too? I looked this up. So he, Maddox passed and him, as he way, mentioned. Yeah. he was really good. Yes. Yeah. He was great. Maddox has 19. Do you know the only other player to have 16? Can you name him? Infielder. Louis Aparicio. Third baseman. Oh, oh Brooks. Yeah, boy. Brooks Robinson. Yeah, Aparicio only won it. I believe he only won uh, 11 of them. Brooks, so. was, uh, Brooks was a fantastic third baseman, but he couldn't outrun me. <laughs> God, he was slow. He was unbelievable. We'll be back. Now, on the ride with Roycey, let's hear the boys' daily complaints. Manny Hill, what is your daily complaint? So, you know... ESPN, they uh, have a new story out uh, that they put out this morning. Uh, uh, It's an insider story, so you have to obviously subscribe to Insider to to read the full thing. The headline uh, reads this. NFL future power rankings. Oh, boy. Projecting the next three seasons. (laughs) And they have projections for all 32 teams, and and they ranked them 1 to 32. The Eagles... We're number one. Our Vikings actually are number four. Really? On the list. No yes. respect. No respect whatsoever. But yeah, so they're basing this the on next three years. the current roster construction and roster who they'll construction, play? coaching, the quarterback, uh, the front office huh. gets a grade and all of that. And they, they sort of put the put together this formula and they graded it on like a forty to one hundred system. Got the it. Eagles were number one at like eighty eight point seven, and the Vikings were number four. I so. would just like to think of the the guy that had to, or Gal, whoever it was, that had to assemble the story, and they're, and they're thinking. 
do I really have to write well, this piece of crap? It's 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 sort of a collective effort of uh, Lewis Riddick, uh, who I like a lot, uh, Mike Sando, and Field Yates all sort of put together this. this Future thing, power so. rankings, Patrick. Oh yeah, that's Manny talking about yeah. that. Future <laughs> yeah. 2020. Although they sounded exactly like they were for this year. Oh, right. you know. so they just kept okay. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah, not yeah, accounting I mean, for the massive if, turnover if, every NFL team has. You know, what if uh, Aaron Rodgers loses a foot in a car accident or something? Well, Does that change him? Even look at look at the Vikings roster from three years ago and how different it is oh, sure. compared yeah. to today. No, no there is no, no stability. Sport, do they, no, uh, change it more often than not. Yeah, uh, my daily complaint, and we touched on a little bit earlier is all of the people that don't give a damn about baseball that today decide they're going to fix baseball. Yes, yeah. Shut up, yeah. leave my sport alone, and go worry about NFL power rankings. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say the same thing. My complaint is that Baseball is the only one of the all-star games that actually gets judged on whether it's exciting yeah. or not. Everybody else just presumes that the basketball game is going to be a dunk fest. That the Pro Bowl is going to be stupid. And NHL is playing three yeah. on three, and the Pro Bowl, nobody's going to tackle each other. But if uh, the baseball game isn't properly exciting tonight, oh. then it, then it's a crime of uh, what's what's all what's wrong with baseball. Okay, question. They're, they're on MLB Network right now. They're talking. Somebody's talking to Manny Machado. They've got are these warm up jerseys that they wear? Are they got, yes, going to yeah. wear their actual? Okay. Yeah, they'll wear their. Actual that was going to be a second complaint if they were not going to wear. Well, they got to have two uniforms. different ones to sell. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Just wanted to make sure. And will they get Manny a, a Dodger jersey at like the third <laughs> inning? Run him, run him out there, and let him go hit for the well, National. Boogie Cousins got traded during the NBA That's All-Star true. game last year. Remember By the that? way, Adrian Heath is in here ready to go. Is he fired yeah. up? Well, he was fired up even after the win. The Fantastic. Yeah, right. Oh, it's must-listen to radio, baby. Yeah. That's right. They've uh, they've turned into a home field juggernaut, though. The uh, And I'm going to be there Sunday for Scarf that's Night. Right, that's right. It's Scarf We're Night. We're having our scarf thing. So uh, that's our fundraiser. And we got 35 or 40 people showing up in scarves. So Fantastic. All right. Uh, do this tomorrow. Thank you, gentlemen.